At Planet Fitness, you can get down with your judgment-free self. Join for only $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. Now through January 15th, Planet Fitness has cardio, weights, and locker rooms that sparkle like a glass of New Year's champagne. Only $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. Now through January 15th, join in-club or online at PlanetFitness.com. Planet Fitness, the judgment-free zone. Offer expires January 15th. Stop by any of our 15 area locations. Annual membership fee applies. Participating locations only. See club for details. Blog Talk Radio. Je ne sais pas s'il en est de plus blonde, mais de plus belle, il n'y en a pas pour moi. Elle est vraiment toute la joie du monde. Ma vie commence dès que je la vois. Et je fais oh. Et je fais ah. C'est si bon de partir n'importe où, bras dessus, bras dessous, en chantant des chansons. C'est si bon de se dire des mots doux, des petits rien du tout, mais qui en disent long en voyant notre mine ravie. Les passants dans la rue nous envient. C'est si bon de guetter dans ses yeux Un espoir merveilleux qui donne la frisson C'est si bon, cette petite sensation Ça vaut mieux qu'un million, tellement, tellement c'est bon Vous devinez quel bonheur est le nôtre Et si je l'aime, vous comprendrez pourquoi elle m'enivre et je n'en veux plus d'autre Car elle est toutes les femmes à la fois Et elle fait oh Et elle fait ah Ah c'est si bon De pouvoir l'embrasser Et puis de recommencer à la moindre occasion C'est si bon De jouer du piano Tout le long de son dos Pendant que nous dansons c'est inouï ce qu'elle a pour séduire Sans parler de ce que je ne peux pas dire C'est si bon quand je la tiens dans mes bras De me dire que tout ça c'est à moi pour de bon C'est si bon et si nous nous aimons Cherchez pas la raison c'est parce que c'est si bon, ah oui c'est bon, it's so good, si bon, so good, si ça, si ça, ah c'est si bon. This is Entertainment Life on the Sasha Marina Show. A show about the entertainment and music industry, where you get to hear from the top and up-and-coming stars, from amateurs to professionals. They're all just working hard for success. This show is to give those the opportunity to speak about their talents and what they're doing to succeed in their dreams. And now, here's your host, Sasha Marina. Hello, hello. Good morning. Um, good morning to some of those that are still on the West Coast. Um, this is the Sasha Marina Show, of course, and um, I'm your host, Sasha Marina. Today, I have a very cool guest, and for those that haven't um, gone to the theaters yet, um, this past couple of weeks, there's this movie that's been released, it's called The Fault in Our Stars, and um, this man called John Bassard has a co-star in this film, in which I'm having him today on the show. Yes, very cool, very interesting. Um, he's an on-around star uh, from a from a dancer to an actor, a singer, uh, 
he's done many things that, I mean, I just can't wait to talk to him about. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to have him live on the show. Hello. Hello, Jean. Good morning. Hey. Good, good morning, Sasha. How are you? <laughs> good morning. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> okay, okay. So, Thanks um, for playing. My, thank, you, you started by playing Simon uh, from my uh, CD album. That was very nice. So it's lovely yeah. to hear it. Yes, thank you. It was very nice to hear it on this side, too. Um, let's start off by that. Tell me a little bit about it, Simon. Um, well, Simon is a release. The... And... Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a cut from my album called the uh, Le Gamin de Paris, which in English means uh, the kid from Paris. It is uh, 12 recordings from a, a, a show that I've done that I've created with David Kruger, and it's about the life of uh, Yves Montand, who was a very big French and international star in the 60s and 50s. And um, So uh, we created this show in which uh, I tell his story and I sing his music. It's me with a band on stage, and we've been touring around Europe and the United States and Canada within the last uh, few years, so that's always a great pleasure because I, I love Yves Montand very much. And uh, I love his music, and I love French music. And, you know, I'm originally from Quebec City, so I grew up with a lot of French music. So uh, I enjoy making more French music and uh, letting other people enjoy them t- enjoy it, too. Uh, yes, and um, I said here also that you received uh, the Outstanding Tribute Award, uh, Bistro Award, back in 2012. That's right. Yes, okay. so, so for that show, the... Uh, the Bistro Awards are, are given by the critics in New York for uh, achievement in uh, cabaret and jazz. Uh, yes, very much that world, which is a, a, one of the most creative worlds, uh, I think, in New York City right now. The cabaret world is very alive, and uh, there's uh, a lot of just wonderful performers. And the great thing about cabaret is that, you know, you bring in, it's, it's your material. You know, it's not playing a character so much, which is very different as uh, bringing music that you like, or a lot of people pay tribute to uh, other great artists, you know, that happens a lot. And um, so that's the that's what the bistros are about. Definitely. And, uh, you know, how proud did you feel being recognized for such a tribute? Because I'm sure that you put a lot of hard work and months into this. Oh, it's quite wonderful for me also because it links with my, uh, not only with Yves Montand, but it, it, it connects me with my father who was... Uh, not a professional musician, but I grew up listening to my father play the accordion, and uh, I inherited his accordion, and his accordion travels with us on stage, and the show ends up being really about my homage as well to my parents, and uh, because my, m- my mother was a huge fan of Yves Montand, and my father played his music, so people really connect to that part when I, at the end of the show, I come up with the accordion, because it seemed, for me, it's, there's so many different aspects of my life that connect together, and uh, people love that. So it's wonderful when you have a story that is your own, that you've, you know, you're dying to share, and you know, sometimes you, you, I mean, you don't know, you know how it's going to be received if people are going to connect to it. So when they do, it's just a, such a wonderful, deep feeling of uh, sharing experiences. You know, it's very wonderful to hear you speak about this because I can just hear the passion and the excitement as you're telling me the story. Um, I want to get to know more also about uh, the the whole reason why you got to New York in the first place. Um, You received a scholarship uh, for dance, for ballet. Uh, You know, and was that what started your whole career um, overall, being, you know, being a dancer and moving to New York and then doing acting and so forth? 
You know, I am, I've always been an artist and a, a romantic and an adventurer at heart. When I was, my, when I was 20, 21, I, uh, I was living in Quebec City at that time still, and I had decided to take a trip down to um, the East Coast for the summer. And I landed in Provincetown, and then I moved to Boston. And in Boston, I ended up taking dance lessons because a friend of mine from Quebec had said, you know, Jean, you should take dance lessons because you move very well. And when I got to Boston, I thought, hmm, how am I going to connect with people? And I thought, oh, I'll take some dance lessons. I'll meet people there. And then I had been there for three weeks, and after that, I was uh, offered a scholarship for a year with the Boston Ballet. And uh, you, so it's all, it's, there was never, you know, the plan. It was always kind of like, oh, this is happening and this is happening. And when I was over there, at the end of my scholarship, the people that I made friends with um, were from New York City. And, you know, Boston is a big college town. And, of course, they were in college and they were going, coming back to New York after the year. And they said, why don't you come down to New York and see if you can dance down there? But uh, my first love had always been more towards music and writing and uh, acting. So the, um, when I was younger in, in Quebec and in Montreal, when I lived in Montreal as well, I was always involved either with, some, with singers or little theater companies and all that. And uh, the dance kind of came in in the middle of it all. But mm-hmm. when, I came back to, when, I, when I came to New York, uh, that, you know, the dance, the ballet world, is, uh, it's difficult. You know, the dancers, uh, first of all, it's so hard on your body all the time. And it's a, it's a career that you end very early in your life. And for mm-hmm. me, that was kind of daunting to say, okay, well, is that really what I want? You know, I want something that's long-lasting. And so I went back to my love of acting, and that's where I reconnected. And so, you know, it makes me more of a, of a rounded performer, I guess. You know, you never have skills uh, in your... You know. Awesome. That right there sounded sounded very exhausting. You're just like, you know, it does make me a well-rounded performer, but I'm tired. <laughs> I cannot yeah. see myself being a ballet of dancing ballet. So at this, at this point exactly. in time, you know, I've I've heard um, I've heard a lot. You know, my mom also did dance as young, and yes, um, it it does do things. It does do things to your body. It's way more competitive than any other field I see in the industry. Yeah. Like you said, because it has a time, it has a time limit. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I mean, the there, art form itself, more like, I mean, I'm more attracted to to the modern dance where it's much more creative because it also taps into my, you know, my improv skill and physical theater and all of that. That's where I would have continued into if I had pursued the dance more. But I have it. I can do it. You know. Okay. Um, now, uh, your acting part, you mentioned uh, having an improv skill. Um, also, you, you've been in so much, you, you, you've grown um, as an actor, you know, as a performer overall, um, and, and you've managed to maintain yourself there. And, and, um, and at the beginning, I mm-hmm. mentioned your, your latest accomplishment, um, The Fall in Our Stars, which congratulations to you. Uh, my mom Thank saw you. the film. She thought it was lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I told her about yeah. it. I'm like, Mom, you have to see this film because I'm going to interview this guy. So you can, she's like, oh, okay. So she wants to start this weekend. So anyways, congratulations for that. Um, Thank you. Y- you know, how did you, starting your, your whole acting process, uh, you, you've been in so many shows, to name, to name a few, John Adams, the miniseries John Adams, the HBO, um, I, I Loved, which I loved, uh, The Soprano, yeah. Sex in the City. These are big names. You know, how, at, at any point, did you ever 
question yourself that um, that it was too difficult, or did you just, or did it really just want you to keep going as as an actor? Like, oh wow, this is what I'm doing. I, I can reach higher. Countless times. <laughs> that's that's part of the. Uh, I think that's part of the artist's path to me. You know, choosing the your art because it is a difficult path. I often compare, you know, choosing being an actor or a writer or a singer, all of that. It's almost like it's the warrior path because there's no there's no security in anything and uh you have to be so in touch with your desires and a sense of, you know, for me it's a sense of mission in my life, you know, that I want that's the most important thing that I want to share and that that's what I have to share is my art. And so um but as you know, it's a it's a very competitive field, and you know I'm in New York City. You know, where there are tons and tons of very talented actors, singers, people who can do you know 75 things at once. Uh, That's true. And uh, you know, it's 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 a very it's very hard. Everybody gets to deal with rejection quite a bit. You know, auditioning is a, a process of learning how to be rejected, and here and there, suddenly you know you like suddenly you get something. And then, you know, you think you're going to be writing on this something for five years, and sometimes you do, and then sometimes you you don't, and you have to constantly write all these ways. So if you can stay connected to to what you want and stay involved also. You know, a lot of people, it seems to me, you know, they're like um, the goal is to get an agent and a manager so that these people can take, can take care of your career. But that doesn't – that's not the way it works. You know, you constantly have to keep yourself, for me – uh, involved with creative projects, you know, whether it's improv groups like we mentioned a little bit earlier or small theater companies. I'm involved right now with a wonderful project in New York City um, that uh, Ricardo uh, Wright-Mueller is doing. He's uh, taken the whole uh, Tennessee Williams canon and organizing readings in his loft on uh, 3rd Street and Broadway. People used to do that a lot more in the 80s, and I always loved that, that creative uh, input. And so you just, you know, every other week there's a reading of a play of Tennessee Williams. And as an actor, when, you know, when you're not having, like, the big moments in your life, you're still involved. You, you, may, you know, the theater and film and all that is a community field. It's one of the things that I love the most about it, you know, because there's a great sense of... Uh, camaraderie and support between actors that I always have cherished. So, you know, you know I'm, the whole thing. Go ahead. I'm, I'm very glad that you just mentioned that, that, um, that being an actor is not only about looking for the money at a certain point, like looking for projects that give you monetary value, but also looking for projects that give you um, that creative experience. You know, mm-hmm. there's plenty of that. There's plenty of that because there's, I mean, there's so many... For instance, uh, just just directors, just screenwriters. Well, not you know, talking about theater here, but you know, uh, screen, uh, playwriters and, and things like that that are looking for people like us, people like you, to go and interpret these things. Um, so mm-hmm. so yeah, exactly. and, and at, at first nobody can really pay, but um, they're offering you the world, and, and you know they go out. You know, so and and it's a it's you never know when the opportunity may come, and I'm very glad that that you with your experience have mentioned this because. Some people start off this industry with the wrong idea, and I'm sure that they carry through the industry with the wrong idea. Mm-hmm. So, um, I like agree. you said, being, uh-huh, and being being somewhere like New York, you know, the East Coast is it's very much more. It's in, and it's a different lifestyle, um, you know, and it's very much more about somewhat aggressive sure. and, and and persistent and things like that. And like you said, I, I've mm-hmm. seen people that can do so many things, and I'm like. Oh wow! How did you how did you learn all of this <laughs> in your short lifespan? Mm-hmm. 
exactly. so, so it's dedication. It's definitely dedication. Um, I want to talk about the dedication uh, of your latest film. Um, talk to us a little bit more about your character and um, what you had to do to interpret him. Well, it was. Uh, I was handed. I felt a little diamond because it's really a, my my part in the film. There really is a cameo, but it happens that mm-hmm. this cameo is right in the middle of the most tender and most beautiful, happiest moment in the movie. I I think when um, the young uh, Augustus takes Hazel, uh, both played uh, respectively by uh, Ansel Elgort and Shailene Woodley. Um, to a restaurant in uh, Amsterdam, and uh, I am their waiter. And I was handed the, the most beautiful lines ever written for a waiter. And I became, so it's the scene where he's going to declare his love to her. And uh, I serve them champagne, and it, the whole scene is about bubbles and champagne and stars. And uh, uh, it's a, a really beautiful moment. And uh, a lot of, it's very interesting because I'm getting a lot of feedback on um, this one, you know, this one particular line that I say that because uh, the, young, the uh, Ansel's character asks for more champagne, and I say to them, well, we've bottled all the stars for you this evening, my young friends. And, you know, my character has mm-hmm. been informed that these two kids are actually, you know, they're cancer patients. They met originally in the movie in the support group. So, you know, there's a whole sense of life's fragility. And uh, so that moment is just, it's quite a beautiful moment. And uh, I so enjoyed taking on that part and playing it. And, and, yeah, and what do you have to say about the movie and the story overall? Because uh, my mom personally, she thought it was very emotional. <laughs> but I want to get a man's point of view. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is very emotional. I think, you know, John Green, who wrote the book that the movie is based on by the same title, um, really decided to uh, just go for something very deep, actually. You know, I mean, it deals with loss. It deals with law, love. It deals with parenthood as well. You know, and anybody who's, uh, who's dealt with grief will, I think, connect to this movie. And... You know, it's and it's also a young uh, young people. It's young, young love, so it's very, there's something very very pure about uh, these characters. And you know, like when you're a teenager or when you're uh, like you know a young adult, you're very connected mm-hmm. to your to your emotions. You feel things very very strongly. And then uh, the all these obstacles that these people have to deal with that are you know there's a lot of fatality. You know, fatality. Uh, death is at the is at the door, so it heightens everything for every character in the movie you know and i think people i mean the movie's doing ex, you know ex, extremely well it, it opened uh, uh, not this last weekend but the one before is number one box office and i think that's very telling that people are yearning for entertainment and movies that um, you know go deeper that really uh, they can connect with the heart that go that go deeper than uh, superhero fighting <laughs> fighting superheroes. Yeah, I mean, you know, they have <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, we all love those movies as well, but it seems to point to an, another kind of desire in uh, in people at large. You know, people want yes, to bring uh, their tissue boxes and cry in, at the movies. <laughs> I I definitely do agree. I think that um, this has been probably one of the most heartfelt uh, films in um, in the box office lately. So, mm-hmm. so yes, it's, yeah. 
it's, it's kind of taken a, a turn, and, and, and people are responding well to it. And yes, and it's doing very well to the moment. And you know, um, that's that's nice to see. That's nice to see. And and, and these two kids, um, the characters of Augustus and, and A Hazel, they we we've seen them grow in, in um mm-hmm. in the big screen. And um, I'm kind of proud of their accomplishments too. And just the way that they're just so organic, so so natural in, in the uh-huh. screen, you know. And it's hard to see yes. that sincerity sometimes in, with the young adults on the screen. So that's, You're absolutely um, right. I, when I worked on uh, on the set with them, uh, because of you know because that scene being, you know, Shailene and Shailene was you know like uh, had to go to you know uh, like a you know a happy sadness crying and him declaring his love to her and all that. And I was looking at them between the takes, being so relaxed, so friendly, and yet focused and. I mean, they they worked like people who have been doing this for like 50 years already. I was just blown away by them, both of them, and so friendly, but Absolutely. so focused and talented. Jen, is there is there anything else you you'd like to mention? Anything? Do you have anything new that you're working on? Um, you know that, that that you'd like to let us know, um, or will you be performing at a cabaret soon? Anything new? Well, I'm actually I'm I'm writing a lot of songs, which I'm mm-hmm. very excited about, and uh, I'm in, you know I'm uh, these songs. Some of them are in French, some of them are in English, some of them are the way my brain works, which is back and forth with the two languages at all times. <laughs> <laughs> and I I haven't done this before, but I'm uh, heading towards producing a new CD, and uh, that will be of my own composition. So I'm in you know in the studio a lot, and uh, with the writing and with the with my pianist and making putting arrangements together for all of that. But um, please do follow me on Twitter and Facebook. I'm very easy to find. And uh, as uh, things develop, um, I will definitely post that. And uh, I'm also, you know, working again on the, uh, my show, uh, The Kid from Paris, my tribute to Yves Montand that uh, may have a return in the fall. But uh, there's a couple other things, but I can't talk about them. But in the meantime, do and also go and enjoy my CD on CD Baby, Le Gamin de Paris. And um, that's really wonderful summer music, actually. Okay, so people are able to buy, uh, purchase your CD on CD Baby? Yes, you just go to uh, look for Jean Brassard, and then my CD, Le Gamin de Paris, will come up. Oh, perfect. How nice. So yeah. there you hit it. And um, in the intro of this interview was actually uh, his one of those uh, songs in that CD. Uh, it's a, a, what's the name of the song again? Yes, I wanted to make sure I said it right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Thank you. So, appreciate that. so uh, Dan, I, I, you know, thank. I appreciate your time. You're a busy man. Um, I would like to hear those other projects that you have coming up, and maybe I can just have you on the show again in some months, and we can we can sure. talk all about that. Okay. I would do so, that too. thank you. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate your time. Uh, congratulations on this new film. Um, I know you, you, you shot up a TV series earlier on in the year, so so good for you on that. And uh, good luck with with, uh, with the rest of the CD. I'm sure it'll be great. I'm looking forward to hearing more of your music. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a good day. You have a good day, John. <laughs> Bye-bye. Je ne sais pas s'il en est de plus blonde, mais de plus belle, il n'y en a pas pour moi. 
Elle est vraiment toute la joie du monde Ma vie commence dès que je la vois Et je fais oh Et je fais ah C'est si bon De partir n'importe où Bras dessus, bras dessous En chantant des chansons C'est si bon De se dire des mots doux Des petits rien du tout Mais qui en disent long en voyant notre mine ravie, les passants dans la rue nous envient. C'est si bon de guetter dans ses yeux un espoir merveilleux qui donne la frisson. C'est si bon, cette petite sensation, ça vaut mieux qu'un million. Tellement, tellement c'est bon. Vous devinez quel bonheur est le nôtre Et si je l'aime, vous comprendrez pourquoi Elle m'enivre et je n'en veux plus d'autre Car elle est toutes les femmes à la fois Et elle fait oh Et elle fait ah Ah c'est si bon De pouvoir l'embrasser Et puis de recommencer à la moindre occasion C'est si bon De jouer du piano tout le long de son dos Pendant que nous dansons C'est inouï Ce qu'elle a pour séduire Sans parler De ce que je ne peux pas dire C'est si bon Quand je la tiens dans mes bras De me dire que tout ça C'est à moi pour de bon C'est si bon Et si nous nous aimons Cherchez pas la raison, c'est parce que c'est si bon, ah oui c'est bon, et so good, si bon, so good, si ça, si ça, ah c'est si bon. And there you hear it, that was C'est si bon by John Broussard. Um, make sure to keep up with him on his website, johnbroussard.com. Um, you can get to know more of his projects and what he's done and maybe what he has in pre-production on IMDb and John Bersard and Facebook. Same name, John Bersard. He also has a Twitter, which is John, the number one, Bersard. So thank you so much for tuning in today, for getting to know his story. Uh, keep up with him. I uh, remember he mentioned his CD is on CD Baby. And uh, purchase it if you like this sort of music. So thank you. Uh, keep up with us at thesashamarinashow.com. Download our app on the Google Play or BlackBerry World. And, and that is all. Have a good day and keep up with us the rest of the week because we have some very interesting interviews through the week <laughs> for the rest of the month, actually. <laughs> so uh, take care. Napa know-how. Chase Elliott here letting you know that when you spend $25 a Napa this month, you get a free Chase Elliott racing hat. Need a set of brakes? How about a new battery? Both are hat-worthy. Replacing an air filter, then adding on wiper blades and headlamps just to break 25 bucks? That works, too. Go get your free Chase LA hat today. Quality parts, helpful people, free hat. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer ends 331.19. At Planet Fitness, you can get down with your judgment-free self. Join for only $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. Now through January 15th, Planet Fitness has cardio, weights, and locker rooms that sparkle like a glass of New Year's champagne. Only $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. Now through January 15th. 
Join in club or online at planetfitness.com. Planet Fitness, the judgment-free zone. Offer expires January 15th. Stop by any of our 15 area locations. Annual membership fee applies. Participating locations only. See club for details.